Hey, Suits fans, we are here for the summer finale, season seven, episode 10. Donna, we're going to talk about all of it. It's going to be here, loud, local, next. You're tuning into the destination for TV super fan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Shoulders. Yeah. We're in here now. Oh, yeah. Well, we've shoulders. got four shoulders this and time. And honestly, we are all eight. I, ooh, eight, interesting. Eight numbers. <laughs> no, <laughs> we've got numbers. By the way, we, we were not in four sync sets of whatsoever. shoulders. Is what I meant. I mean, the seconds. We're, I'm sure we're fine. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us here for Suits Season 7, Episode 10. I'm your host, Steve Coffin. You can find me on Twitter at Steve Coffin. That is K A U F M A N M, but I'm not alone. We are full awesome. strength. Full panel. Yes. Starting to my furthest left. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> hey guys, I'm Erica Shannon. You can find me on Twitter at Miss Airy Baby. Hey everyone, I'm Lena Nori, and I'm excited to be here for the finale. You can find me all over social media at Lena Nori. Yes, finale <laughs> time. It, and uh, might I add, we have a boy versus girl side happening. Well, tonight. I mean, I don't see things that it's way. It's going to be a done of. Well, actually, you're well, yeah, okay. Let's do it. I judge my host on their merit. Of course, of course. Is that um, discrimination? It might be. We'll see. This isn't a deposition, though. We're talking about suits. You guys can follow me everywhere at Hey John Blake. So let's get into it. We're gonna let's start where they. It. We're gonna start where they ended. Donna Harvey, the kiss. Our, let's just get our thoughts. Oh, just jumping in. All right. We gotta okay. jump in. Okay. I just, yeah, that, I mean, that's pretty raw. That's I would just raw. like to say that I've always been um, Team Darby. I always haven't been. I've, I'm, I'm against <laughs> and, this. And, and I don't and I, want this to happen. And Steve and I are having that moment where, oh, it's no, a little too soon for no, you, Steve, though. You said no. it was going to happen later on. Well, no, I was I like, said, it's happening this season. Her kissing him is not them living happily ever after, though. I still... True. It's one thing for Donna to kiss Harvey. It's another thing for it to be a full-on ship there, there together. It's not necessarily Darby forever. He's still with Paula. He like they haven't discussed anything. She kissed him and walked off. Yeah. It's just it, that's about what it'll be. I think I don't want to say it was a weak mid-season tease, but it was it was definitely a very subtle mid-season tease. Like there wasn't much payoff. But yeah, like, I, there was there wasn't I love you romantically right. and then kiss him. But that's not the show for me. I mean, the show isn't like it's this isn't Friends. It's not like we I'm waiting for Ross and Rachel to finally end up together. Like I mean, a lot of people maybe on this panel might feel that <laughs> way. But I mean, suits to me is about just the kickassery of like the law, like them. And I feel like throughout this episode, there's so many examples of that. Like, mm -hmm. Robert and, Z and Rachel did that together. Like, Mike and Harvey got to do that together. Even Lewis and Alex kind of got to do that together. So it was really satisfying in that way. Obviously, there was a little bit of Darby happening. But, and I, I don't know, for me, for me, for me, because that's, like, something, A, I don't really want to happen, and B, like, more of a... See, well, we all talk endgame. Yeah, yeah, we all talk. We, my theory on this has always been that it's endgame. Mm. Wait, Eric, are you Team Darby? See, that's the thing. I'm indifferent, to be okay. honest. About I like their friendship. I like their camaraderie. But romantically, if it happens, I'm cool. If it doesn't happen, I'm just as cool. But I do totally. like at the end when she said, "I'm sorry, Harvey. I just had to know because I'm thinking she's at the point where she's like, if it feels right, then maybe I'll pursue it. But if it doesn't, then I can just walk away from it. So I'm, in, I'm indifferent. You know, you can say that it's just a kiss, but it's actually not just a kiss. So as JB was saying, there's been so many breakthroughs and relationships in this episode. It was finally the breakthrough of like, 
um, you know, Jessica and Harvey, where she's like, hey, take my name off the wall. It's like that kind of a breakthrough. Then you Ooh, have yeah. Rachel and her dad. <laughs> That's another breakthrough. And then I feel like even, you know, with Alex and Lewis, I feel like they kind of been on the same page a little bit the last couple of episodes, but it's like the ultimate breakthrough was Donna taking the first step because they can't just be like, oh my God, I love you, we're in love. That's just, that's too typical. That's making it too easy. I feel like this was the first step, but it's like 50% of the way. It's just making the declaration that she's finally, because they, they always tiptoed around and they were never gonna actually do anything past just being friends and coworkers. And she took the step. And it took Lewis talking about Sheila and everything coming full circle for her to make that declaration. And that kiss is huge. I think that's at least 50% of the way. They already have the friendship. They already love each other, even if it's just in a friendship way or thing. Mm -hmm. I do think there's more, but they're at least already, they're farther than all of us. But I think I think them talking about it is what we're missing. Yeah. Right, but I mean, and what we might completely miss. Because it is a, it is the midsummer finale, and they don't always... They don't always start the next episode immediately after. Right. Like we could start days or weeks after mm -hmm. this moment where it's like, wait, so they just didn't talk about yeah. it? Yeah, I mean, they're definitely going to the address CEO it. They're the definitely address it. I mean, I could see them doing, like, an episode of, like, misdirection where we, like, land somewhere else or something, and it's, like, a pat yeah. in the past, but... And it's left vague, too, it, that right. she could have... I wanted to know what it... I wanted to know how it would feel. I think yeah. actions speak louder than words, and she took action. That's what she, I was going to no, say. She I don't did. know she if did. that was actually a declaration. I don't know if I would look at it that way. Yeah, that was... I think it was just what she said on the surface. I want to know what this feels like, or I want to see what I feel afterward. I don't... I don't. I think that conversation would make it more of a declaration for me. Yeah, because right. she could have just as easily... It reminds me of a show called Studio 60 that most haven't seen, but there was at one point a character literally went up to another character and was like, I'm crushing on you. You better... You better hold on to your hat. You I, better go buy a hat right. and hold on to it, because I'm coming for you. Like, I'm about. I'm all about you, and I'm coming for you. Like Donna could have had a similar declaration tonight, and she chose not to. But think of it this way, okay? She's working with Harvey. She's COO. She knows what line she just crossed. They've been able to maintain that line. They've kind of like gone over it, cared about each other, the whole like awkward "here's your key back" thing. But she knows what she put forward right now right like so i actually whereas like i think before when we were watching the after show we're like what did she mean by it i think she meant that she knows that she loves him and wants to be with them that's why she kissed them because of all the stuff that lewis was saying but she wanted to know how he felt and she got her answer which i think is that she felt something back in return because if if she was not speaking yeah she wasn't saying words but her actions spoke because she's now crossed that threshold you can't come back from this mm. Right, but they, so do you think that she felt like that he loved her back? I don't know. I didn't see her face. Also, but I, I think he. I think that's how they're going to spin it. I had a theory. Speaking of some of the stuff that's happened in the cases for the past two weeks, I had a. I've had a theory in my mind that they did this to bluff us into showing our hands as the audience. Oh, but then I. But then I remembered that they've already written and shot some of the next some of the winter episodes already, so that's not plausible. But that would be really really smart. Well, I mean, they could do it like in a, in a long play. They're just gauging the fans. Yeah. How did the fans feel about that kiss? All right. Should we pursue yeah. this? Yeah. No, I mean, I think yeah. that's that's smart. And I don't think it, it would be too far down the line because I think there's going to be more than one more season of, of Suits, hopefully. Fingers crossed. It's a great show. Um, but I do think they can kind of play with that. Like, after this kiss can can kind of go either way. Still building up, even if they do, say, end up Endgame together 
like maybe three seasons down mm. the road, next season can kind of loosely talk about it, like, oh yeah, like she can be playing it off and then have that thought grow and as the inevitable Paula relationship doesn't work out and all so of that jazz. Can we- is the Paul like? I mean, we we're, still. I, we're I, all technically incorrect because we all thought the Paula relationship true. would well, no, be I completely mean, destroyed by now, which which it's not. It but may, I mean, in effigy, it might be. But like, I mean, they didn't it's have on a the, blow it's up on like the, I we mean, thought they would. Seeds are definitely being planted for it to blow up. I mean, I think I would be the way that this season took a turn into everything that they were going through as like a firm kind of took the focus off of the little things like that. And I think it's nice to have a character that's, like, not really causing problems, but not really... Like, she's not really anything. She's out of the lawyer world. And so, I mean, just in this episode, she was basically just a supportive girlfriend in the beginning, like, with his tie. Like, hey, have a nice day. And that was it. Like, we literally did not see her again. So I think... Although, to be fair, she was a supportive girlfriend who was also a psychologist. Right. Because she broke it down of, like, well, yeah. everyone in your life has let you down, but the people you keep in your life, you're still intensely loyal to them, and they're lucky to have you, and, like, I've I've got you figured out as a character. Right. And she put out there that she's not threatened. Like, yeah. she, she knows how Donna feels, probably. She can perceive that just from her career, and probably just she's as a woman. Smart. She can probably understand how Donna feels, but for her to verbalize, I'm not threatened, sometimes that can be kind of a misdirect where she is threatened and she's just trying to cover herself. I actually believe her. I don't think she's threatened by Donna at all. I, I think believe she's her. secure in her relationship. I think she should be. I don't I, I don't I don't I don't know if okay. I don't believe her in the sense that I think that it's wishful thinking. I think because of the fact, like you said, she is a psychiatrist at the end of the day. She's trying to set the boundaries, like when she was in Harvey's office and Donna, like, suggestively said, oh, you know, you mm-hmm. should take him to that one restaurant. I feel like she made it a point to, like, set that boundary with Donna. But right. there is a side I felt like that it bothered her. Because at the end of the day, she knows that, like, Harvey was kind of, like, frazzled, you know, right before the, the deposition because of Donna. At the end of the day, if you love somebody, knowing that your man spends all day long with another woman that he spent his whole life with, that, and I mean... By the way, one question, because I wasn't here last episode. That key he gave her was Donna's key, That was right? absolutely right, Donna. Right, right. It was 100% right. Donna's yeah. key. Also, <laughs> oh, my God. Also, he has she never... She would die if she Also, Harvey that. has never told him... Told... Told him... Told Paula that he slept with Donna. Cor- correct me if I'm wrong. That has not Ooh, happened. I mean, you don't know. I mean, they've, they've had a lot of sessions. Yeah. They've definitely talked He's about pro- it. I mean, have. that may have come up in a session. Yeah. I feel like that would be... I mean, she, yeah, she's definitely, because there was a lot of, of scenes where they were talking about Donna, and, like, he had that dream where, like, it was Donna, and then it was mom, and it was, But like, the I could thing. see where he always likes to protect Donna, and maybe he didn't say it to the psychiatrist, because I feel like if he did sleep with her, it would have come out of Paula's mouth in some way, like, hey, it's really hard once you have, like, a sexual interaction with somebody to, like, move back from it. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and that's why I think, like, she wasn't necessarily threatened. I mean, it's not like she's like, yeah, I'm happy about this situation. (laughs) But, like, that's there's a big gap between there. Like, she, I think, isn't threatened because she knows Harvey isn't going to, like, go sleep with Donna behind her back. But if you remember, Harvey was going several days without responding 
to Paula, remember? And right, but I mean, episode. like, they started, they're not, like, married. It's not mm. like... But, okay, the guy goes from, like, showing up at your doorstep all the time. Mm-hmm. He was so aggressive with, like, trying to get her attention. He would call her, like, hey, I'm going to come behind your door. We're going to go to dinner right now. Like, it's only two months in, and already, like, he's lost the chase. He's not calling her back for multiple days. And I understand that he's stressed out, but this is the woman that he would call when he was stressed out. I mean, right, but she's really... also been staying so, in this place, though. If, like, but if really... we're talking about behavior, I think he's changed. And as a woman, I'm saying as a woman, women are different than men. And I particularly can understand that, like, I look at a change in behavior, especially a psychiatrist, where I can see that she might be like, okay, this is interesting. The guy went out of his way when I didn't want to be with him. And then now we're together. He goes multiple days without answering my call. He's... Like, there, but he's not exactly, like, present with her. Well, to right. psychoanalyze Harvey... I was just going to say, have say, you ever been in a relationship but, but you could, But you could make an argument that Harvey, as a winner-loser Wall Street type, would see Paula as a reward. And that's what, now that he has her or has attained her, he's not worried about keeping her. So it's like the hound and the rabbit, the yeah. little tail? Which is a terrible way to think about another human being, but I'm not saying that's off the table or there isn't a level of that to him, especially in our society where there is a level of commodifying so, women So question, in so are you saying that if Harvey were to get Donna, Erica, do you think this, that if Harvey got Donna, that it would be the same thing? Like it's just the chase with Harvey? No, because there's, there's a deeper level of like friendship between Donna and Harvey. I think he would treat it more special. Yeah, because well, they have a stronger bedrock. As right. A, well, yeah. Found, I mean, a foundation is friends and a, and as people in a relationship. Yeah. Well, no, they have a stronger bedrock. That, whereas, I think Paula might just be a prize to him. Well, no, I, I mean, mean I, good I, on him for his prizes being amazing, amazing women. But at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, are like, you that's, commending him for the chase? No. I mean, it's no because women are people, and you should. They, none of them should be prizes. Fred's off with. Thin ice, man. I know, just honestly, go, just save yourself. Well, no, I, Women, we are not trophies, Stephen. I'm just kidding. I, I made that very clear. That's, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. very clear. You guys are very complicated <laughs> and lovely. It's good. We are. Wait, no, women in general. Say, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like the. We just said how hard. I think was we're chasing over at analyzing now. the relationship of of Harvey and Paula. Like they have only been together for a couple months. It doesn't have to be as like black but and white is like he gave her a key to his place exactly so, who gives a girl a key after two so, months I, I will point that's something really out that's happening he's in the very chat. inconsistent that's Alyssa, all I'm saying Alyssa Zessen in the chat I mean, who I can is the very first comment in the chat as well hello she says you can see Harvey kiss Donna back yeah which is something we can see which I think is part of what Donna was looking for I it wasn't I her like, answer it was his answer yeah if he yeah if he kisses right. back if she feels some, if they feel something in each other in that moment I, it's a little subtle it's a little subtle it doesn't leave it doesn't leave us a lot to jump off other than the and anything else will be predictions right. and we can save it for predictions okay let's, my let's question is going to be is i don't necessarily consider it a prediction but what would the next step then be if if harvey kisses her back and she leaves what is the next step now? Just Donna come back to work the next day and is like, well, she like, should, hey, nothing, nothing happened. Kiss. Well, then like, she should confront him when she should confront him in the following episode of, I kissed you to see if you would kiss me back and you did. And I think there's something here and I think we should explore this. Here's, here's, okay. Makes it awkward I'll tell you work, something though. I thought yeah, was I, interesting. I know, right? Yeah. It's, it's interesting that Donna wouldn't hook up with Mark because Mark was married out of like, she deserved better and didn't want to do that to another woman. 
but yet she sat there and kissed Harvey, knowing Harvey is in a relationship with Paula. But Harvey's and hers. You... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, I'm okay. Obviously, I get that. Like, but so was Mark. She had Mark before his wife did. My uh, my mm, point is, I, it, it, once you put that ring on, it's different. No, at least no. I mean, that's that's what that sounds wrong. About. I was I'm like, girl, I'm not I'm in favor taking of my boyfriend away from you at all. I'm not in favor <laughs> of cheating at all in any her. circumstance. I don't know. I just think Harvey. I think Donna thinks Harvey's her, not hers, but I think I don't know. I can't that's, think. So that's what I'm saying is interesting is that she didn't want to do it with Mark, who she was actually in a relationship with. But she did it with Harvey, and it doesn't matter if they've only been together for two months. Paula's been right, but, uh, for okay. a very Mark, long time. Mark wasn't going to be just a kiss, though. She went to his door and wasn't just going to be like, hmm, let me kiss you, not like then assess. No, she could have. They could have sat. They could have talked about how he's going to leave his wife. They didn't really insinuate. He didn't say, But that like, was the thing. Like, they, they, they were already before that. Like, they had a romantic relationship before. So like, a romantic relationship. Harvey No, they Donna. had a fling. They, that was it. They started as a business relationship. One night it went further than that, and from then on, it hasn't been a thing. But if they're Donna's not. Hands that is complete. way different than than to, seeing someone that you used to date for a while. On the on the on the fact of true um, monogamy, Donna's hands are not clean. Okay, so hold on a second. Donna's so hands are not clean. We're saying because... what she did was not okay, but you guys are both saying that what she did was okay then with Harvey. I'm saying. Um, I mean, I'm definitely with, saying she's, she crossed the line. I don't think... I'm I'm saying I think, on severity. Sleeping with a married man is like an 80, whereas <laughs> kissing a guy who's in a relationship is like a 40. A 60. The Both are bad. No. Both are <laughs> over 50. But we're assuming she was going to sleep with him. She could have very well just gone to the hotel, which is still in a... Listen, to but me... We're, compar we're comparing the worst, which is she would go and sleep with him knowing that she, he was married and probably not going to end his marriage. I think the better question is, what do you guys consider cheating? Because to me, and I think as women... Anything when you're... Even emotional. I almost think emotion is worse. Right, no. So that's... Okay, so that's what... I agree, I agree. Not that I would accept so either one, but I point. would take a guy telling me... If I had to accept, I'm not saying I would accept either, but if I was forced, like someone put a gun to my head, accept one or the other, right. I would take... A sexual relationship, one-time fling, one night over knowing that my man was in love with his office assistant, but there was no sexual anything, but he loves her. She is his priority, his end-all be-all, and there was a kiss. I would definitely yeah. pick the hookup really? over being in love. Emotion, you can't break emotion. I would mark those as equally terrible. Mm -hmm. I just said there. I, right, I said I wouldn't accept either, but I'm saying... Of course, saying, but like... But I would, but like genuinely, if I had to rank them out of a hundred, they'd both be eighty. Like those are both terrible things to do to another person. Right, but I mean, okay. So so I said they're both bad. In I, the, I was. But I don't. I can't weigh either of them higher than the other. They're both really bad. Totally. But okay, in the context of this episode, what what uh, <laughs> Donna did, I think like knowing that, I feel like it almost is worse because if, and this is why I don't think that he kissed her back i mean maybe he like let it go on for a long time but i think if harvey wanted to like hook up in his office like she wouldn't have stopped anytime like she wouldn't have been like hey harvey you have a girlfriend like never like, no point if he I, if he I took agree. the kiss to another level like would she have stopped it I agree, and I feel like with Mark, like, she was wondering what if, but she wasn't really, like, in love with him. It was kind of, like, fulfilling a void for her. 
So that's where I'm saying, like, almost that emotional connection to me, they're both bad, but it, it makes it worse because sometimes emotion blurs your judgment and you will continually make. Well, I think that was made pretty clear because I think her without clouded, Donna without clouded judgment wouldn't have kissed Harvey while he was dating someone else. Right. He would have talked, he would have and talked through it. she knows Paula. Like, she's seen the woman eye She doesn't eye. like That's Paula. So... Yeah. yeah. She... Paula and her did not have a very good exchange. That makes, that makes part of it. But it, and I think that's probably what well, is going to break up Paula and Harvey in the end. Like if you, oh, you were, think he's going to tell her? Well, no, I, yeah, I think it's gonna. She's gonna figure it out that they at least kissed, and and maybe he, it's because he doesn't tell her that she gets more pissed about it. And I mean, think about if you were if you were Paula. Literally, that's the exact situation you said. Like even if he's not, if Harvey's not like romantically in love with Donna, he still is in love with her, and he still puts her probably above. Yeah. Is at least Paula or maybe any other romantic relationship would which would make that what not work. It? So Rick Hoffman in the chat says hey! she crossed I know, right? What's up? She crossed the line but ex boyfriend was her own secret. Harvey, Mike, and Lewis were, gave her inspiration to go for what she really wants. Totes. And that's Rick Hoffman, who has been known to be in our chat from time to time. Rick. Wait, so say that Thank again. You. So he's saying that He's saying that this was a He's saying that she, this was her going after what she wants. What she wants is Harvey. Yeah, like obviously people encouraged her, but yeah, but that's. I I think I think we're past this topic. We should move yeah, on. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's jump into Rob, uh, Robert, Ra- Rachel, the bank, Jasmine, the Zane family. We Zanes, start on we yeah. start we start on a flashback. Mm-hmm. Which I can I just say I don't understand the point of the flashback. Like we already established in previous episodes how yeah. Robert felt. Like, he already lined it up. I don't understand why we needed to see what Jasmine looked like. I don't know. I don't I don't understand the point of that. Hey, Rick, if you're, you know, maybe you can explain that a little <laughs> yeah. bit. Yeah, I'm I mean. Just, it's just, it was a disconnect for yeah, me. I guess the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I think it was, it was, it felt very redundant and unnecessary to me as well, so I completely agree with you. I guess the only thing it served for me was just to build up, like, why he was, he blew it. But he already said that in the kitchen. Yeah, we, he, we had already. It was been the over same it. flashback. I know. Yeah, it was just like I don't know. I, I enjoyed these flashbacks. Really? I feel like it was, was a like, space eh. taker. I feel like I they just yeah. I'm not gonna be that harsh. Because it would have made sense if when they were in the kitchen, if instead of him explaining to his daughter, the flashback then happened. Yeah. Right. It was like he said it. He said he put his job before because he didn't want to risk his career, and then. And the flashback, I swear, like, verbatim, it was the same thing that was said. Yeah, and I agree. Maybe if it was the episode pr- prior. It was just this episode, because we had already heard it. Right. I just, it just, it kind of yeah, fell flat. It totally. was like, this has been established. Yeah, yeah, I feel like if they had, like, a young version of this dude, like, we saw that scene, actually, with his, like, Jasmine and this guy. and like Yeah, that might have provided more context. Right. Just because, like, we could have seen harder. how bad it was, and then, like more vilified this this dude i also think the um the language the language of the show would be that would be harder to convey we're following jasmine and a ceo neither of whom we've actually met before it would be harder to do i i enjoyed the flashbacks for what they were i the the question becomes was anything conveyed in them that didn't already exist in the brief mention we got last week and that's a rough rough uh question and then they're even showing that, like, Rachel's a young girl that admires her father and is really smart, but we already know that about her, too. Like, 
Yeah. I, I felt like the the flashback did nothing. I'm gonna have to agree with Erica. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and also, like a space taker. yeah, just the, I mean, the rest of the show was just like firing on all cylinders. Like everybody was was really at the their A game and had to be. So I think it it was easy to see that as that like fell. Yeah. I'll, I'll say again, just in softer. this episode, it, like I said, if it had been in the previous episode, right. I think it would have been better. Yeah. And I think establishing characters to flash back to is very important for the Zane family moving forward with this show that I don't, like, I'm, I'm happy they're doing it. And I, I'm, I have also been very happy with what they've been doing with the Robert Zane character this mm-hmm. season. I do. So I it's agree. very, so if, if we need a flashback that felt needless this week, but won't be needless moving forward, I'm okay with that. To really and to really show his struggle. Mm-hmm. That's uh, I wanted to ask. Do you guys think that if Robert had been in 2017, younger with this, with his sister, do you think he would have been more eager to help her? Like you know, with the social climate yeah, and the um, way things are now, he was hesitant because he was starting a new job and you know, and the climate progress was, wasn't where it is right. now. I, do you think he would have been different now? I would hope so. But I think the argument that I think they're trying to make with people with this show is that you have to do it your way for better or worse. And they kind of and the flashbacks did show us that that Jasmine was a strong willed woman mm-hmm. who wasn't going to just put her head down because that's how things are. She'd rather she'd rather her life be ruined because she did it her way. And I think if anything, that's the that's what the flashbacks served. I feel like Robert Zane said it himself to Rachel that he looked at Mike Ross, who was willing to lose his entire career to help the prisoners, and that's actually what full, what full circle made him want to help his sister now. So yeah. if you're asking Robert Zane now, I feel like he wouldn't have helped him. It actually took looking at Mike mm. Ross, willing to give up everything, which is crazy because he never was always super fond of him. Right. And now he looks at him as kind of like, Wow, look at this guy. Like, he's willing to give up everything to help other people. Totally. No, I, I agree. I, I don't think it was the climate of, like, politics or whatever, you know, the time period that made the decision for Robert. I think it was just, like, who he is. Like, he actually needs more of a of a push, more of a, like, support system to, to be that type mm-hmm. of person. I mean, I think he definitely has the capacity in him, as mm-hmm. we saw. Like, he went through with it. You know, but it did take a lot. It took Mike to kind of incept the idea, and then it took his daughter to really push him there. Yeah. Like he was still kind of falling apart at the seams, like you know, being oh, a, a victim yeah. to <laughs> to his like, own like rage. And, and what I passion. found interesting about that deposition scene was Rachel had the CEO. Mm-hmm. The CEO was saying a lot of things specifically to set off Robert Zane. Yeah, but if that didn't happen, if Robert Zane didn't get set off. Rachel had a very clear pattern of discrimination. And could show it to the board. Yeah, right. like the she, video. Show, show it to the board, use it to get the trial to move forward, like all of that. That Right. I mean, the CEO play on Robert's emotions, doing. and Robert's emotions were obviously very, very clear And when it came to Jasmine. And I think the more we're talking through, the more I think these flashbacks were necessary to truly show us more than one sentence last week. I'll put who Jasmine it... was and how what she who she was versus who Robert was at the time. Whereas Robert was a put your head down, Mm -hmm. put your head down. So put your head down so you can make the future better for you and yours. Whereas she was like, I'll keep my head up and make the, make the, make my today better right now. But they've all kind of been like that on the show. Like Harvey's like that. Harvey, you know, he lets Mike do these pro bono cases, but it's only because Mike is the one that really has the heart behind it. And if you remember with Jessica Pearson, she had the flashback of when she was a kid and her dad was a surgeon and was like, 
you want to go become an attorney, but if you become an attorney, don't be like the corporate ones that, you know, are hurting the little people. And that's inevitably what ended up happening. And that was kind of that flashback that she had of her father that made her change her mind about the course she was taking in like corporate law. So it's, it's not really Robert Zane's fault. It's kind of like that ambition to like make it to the top. You don't want to mm. do anything to kind of ruin your chances, even if, I mean, it sucks. In his case, he, I don't think he thought that his sister would go through depression and the domino effect would happen how it did. He's probably just thinking like, you know, let the case go. I, you know, I need to, I have an opportunity that most people from my skin color or my age or my demographic don't have. Let me succeed. But it's like, Harvey's like that too. A lot of these bigger attorneys are like that. It's just Mike. And I feel like it's because of the loss of his parents when he was younger. That's kind of defined him as that person that will put other people ahead of himself. And Rachel really proven her own with the hostile takedown. Because it's not a hostile takeover. It's a hostile takedown of one CEO with damning information. Mm -hmm. It was very well done. And it just shows that Rachel can hold her own as a lawyer, which the show doesn't always show us. I'll disagree with you a little bit. At that deposition, I felt like Rachel could have and should have stepped in before her dad got out of control. Like mm -hmm. she, you know, we've seen in depositions before where Michael Harvey will just be like, this guy, this interview is over or whatever, and he'll shut off the camera. I feel like Rachel, she, not coward, that's not the word I'm looking for, but she just held back where she should have been a little more aggressive yeah. to combat her father. Because he was going, and he was just going, going and going, right, and but, going. But I don't think even if she did do that, it would help. Like, I think her, but the only thing that... Recorded. Right, but I, I, that's that's what I'm saying is like even if she kind of like stepped it up to a level to like get him to shut down, like I don't think he was just like you know a ticking time bomb. Like there's literally <laughs> no. Nothing, I, I like... agree with you. I think there's a way she could have done it. Obviously not to undermine her father. Right. Um. And obviously <laughs> just take the camera. And... <laughs> I, I, I think I think I think part of her thought this was like a catharsis for her dad. Like he's just getting it all out and like finally releasing it. But I, I feel like especially as his daughter, she could have find a little sly way to like shut it down no i don't even think i don't even want to say well i don't think it was catharsis for robert because rachel went in there with the intention of being the one to question arthur she knew what could happen and she was like you just sit there and be quiet let me do the talking because i know if you start talking what happened will happen right which yeah. it did yeah <laughs> and, and, and i, I think she should have just been like done right but i i, <laughs> I, I just kicked him on the yeah table. no i think that on maybe some level, I don't. I don't think she like intended for this, but maybe one reason why she didn't was because she kind of wanted to let him get there. Like she said, this would. That's happen. what I was saying. Like that's yeah. That's what she was trying to let him. Like she didn't want him to do it, but that's what I mean. Like the catharsis is just get it out. Like she finally confront right. the guy to his face. Like, yeah. How he feels. Right. Well, no. I mean, not to, like obviously him venting is is one form of satisfaction. I mean, like Robert realizing that like he can't control it like getting to that point where he actually did lose it he's like i'm because he was saying he's like no like believe me i'm not i got this i got this it kind of takes someone actually messing up to like really learn the lesson sometimes and like that's kind of a parenting thing so it was kind of a cool reversal for me at least i feel like she's also been like that with mike she kind of just lets people take their route and supports them and doesn't really try to like sway them well, you kind of have to make or let people make their own mistakes sometimes. Like, again, not that she wanted that to happen, but like, she said it would. She did everything she could to prove her point, knowing like, you know, you kind of have to pick your battles and then 
But then you get to the point where you're jeopardizing the case and you're jeopardizing your desired outcome. That's when I feel like she should have stepped in. Allowing him to go off in the beginning may be okay. But once he started, well, it wasn't like she wasn't saying anything. She was like, "Dad, dad." Like like, she doesn't control the room. Like she can't force him out of the room. I guess she's the one doing the asking. I mean, she she. It it could have been something as simple as this. This is over. Yeah, she could have. I get what she's saying. She could have directed the conversation differently, or like cut it off. Or I'm sorry, I need to continue with Dad. Get out of here. Yeah, but I feel like she's just always been the more passive type like if you really look at the way she was with Mike like Mike just runs rampant he just does whatever she wants I mean he does whatever he Mm -hmm. wants not she wants yeah but that's and listen I I think that works you don't control my brother says it all the time that he wishes he had a girl that would just let him do him so I mean it works for her maybe she knows like her dad is overpowering and very like prideful and didn't want to like stop him in front of everyone else Yeah, I guess it is a fine line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I, I, I don't think there's one right answer where it could have like been solved really in that case. Dad, uh, stop it! Get out <laughs> right now. A good segue to bring it in would be Kelly H in the chat says, "I'm not Team Darby. I'm Team Donna and Lewis." Yeah, Kelly. That was something I brought up yes. on this podcast a long time ago, and did, all the panelists cool. left. They're well, no, not over yeah, here now. On, so, on, they on that, so when you said it. Um, on that note, I. I loved the Lewis confession scene to Donna. Yes. Like, that was, like, probably one of my favorite parts of the episode. It was, like, how I haven't seen, like, Lewis that raw He's like, and, like, vulnerable. So yeah. And, and just how, like, that would be, take so much courage to, like, say something out loud to someone. I feel like Lewis has grown more in the last two episodes than, like, the whole season combined. Oh, yeah. For and many I seasons. I don't know if it's the baby. Like, he was playing with that yeah. with the baby and it got It's the babysitting on the side. That's so, Brian. speaking of Lewis, Lewis helped Alex and the Pfizer case. Um, Gould, because Bratton got taken down. Gould is trying to take Pfizer back from Alex. Alex is trying everything with the associates. Um, I didn't think we were going to see Alex again this season. Either. I thought... You mean... Next season or this winter? like from because we didn't see him last week. I didn't think right. we'd see him this week. Oh, you didn't think? Okay. Yeah, I didn't That's think we'd see him this week. I um I saw someone in the chat say that Alex is the new Katrina. Like if Katrina were dealing with some pretty high Katrina's stuff. still there, by the way. Yes, she's still in <laughs> Katrina. The should still be. She's just not Katrina. visible. Yeah. <laughs> but I I enjoyed this. This was a fun. This was a fun thing. I also right. liked Lewis calling Dr. Lipschitz to try and get him to play an international God. buyer. On what earth did he think that Dr. Lipschitz would agree to that? Like, even when he started calling, I'm like, really? You've been working with the guy for how long? Of course he's going to say no. He yeah. thought throwing some legal jargon at him or case law or something. He thought, oh, okay, sure. No. Man. I mean, yeah. he has but standards. does it have yeah. to be your therapist, though? It could just be Craigslist. Because they have an awesome. <laughs> you were like, you could just, call, you could just look up I could, I could get you 12 people that could speak like Dr. Lipschitz tomorrow. Yeah. You yeah, can exactly. They don't have to show up. Just hit up, up LA casting really quick. LA casting must be yeah. authentic accent. Yeah, exactly. Authentic German, no pay. <laughs> Thousand responses. Just auditions. Just, that's it. Well, you're not going to have time to audition. Well, totally, Dr. Yeah. Lipschitz isn't dead, which you thought was going to happen. Or not I, dead, but be gone or dead. I'll stand by that prediction that dead. that could still happen in the future. I'm so, I'm so happy for Dr. Lipschitz. It's the best. It's just me. It's created a path for the best Lewis mm-hmm. ever. Like I agree. He's such a more uh, like three dimensional character now. It's a it's like much more interesting to watch like the highs and lows um, of him and and 
how quickly he he flips. Like when he went into Alex's office and he's like, "What the hell are you doing with all the associates?" And he's like, "Oh wait, what? You need help? I'm there. We're family. Like, we'll do this." But he's, he's and it, it to, feels it feels good. It feels authentic. He said to Doctor Lipschitz that if he didn't help Alex in some form or fashion, he wouldn't be a good friend. Are they friends? I mean, I yeah yeah they are I mean I think I think Lewis is I think they make it clear that the Pearson Specter family is everyone who works there becomes a part of the family and is so close. But right. family is different from friends. But I right but I mean these lawyers be... like don't really have the luxury of friends because they work like twenty four seven and especially a guy like Lewis who you know might not be as socially skilled you, as you some. said Pearson Specter lit which is now going to be Specter lit of course. yeah. Which, is, uh, which, by the way, I think is, is cool for Alex to be there because then he can no, make the play. No, no, He's not going to no. get it, and that's what I think. You better is, not be name partner. I'm sorry. Right, or and that's Mike what Ross. I, that's what I'm I mean. We can not. just be Specter lit. For that's a what I mean. Like that. I'm okay with Specter lit. Specter's right, lit. and it and it should be. But I I think that opens up a cool storyline of like who like, hey, the mm. name's coming down. Like maybe there's a ch- like whose name could be going up. I don't think anybody's is going up fast, but. There are some on the table, obviously. The language Alex of, Williams is the, language of the show is there. every whole numbered season up until fairly recently. The name on the every the even, name on the wall even. changed, or like I think, I think the first like three or four seasons it was pretty steady that the nice. name on the wall would change by the end of a, the season number. Although the seasons happen in two parts. Also, Rick Hoffman in the chat calling me out that I bet uh, Hagar would be done would be done with Harvey by now. Oh yeah, it happened. Um, let's jump into the main case. We got Malik. You're Harvey. like you're like zero for four on this <laughs> yeah. season. I make he takes he takes big swings. I I also buckshot predictions that I can't be <laughs> yeah. over. I can't be over anything. Throwing grenades everywhere. I'm, yeah, I make like you twenty blanket, predictions every you night. I'll the get one of them right. Totally. Lipschitz is alive. He well, Lipschitz is, is he's a legend. And he sticks. He is a man of morals that doesn't bend. I am not unethical. Yeah. Uh, Alyssa Zessen in the chat says Spectre lit Ross one day, but probably yeah, probably Rachel Ross. Spectre lit Ross. I like that. Probably not Mike. Probably not Mike Ross, but Rachel Ross, or Spectre lit Ross Ross. I don't think Mike (laughs) Ross would want it. I feel like it's not his goal. Me either. Um, and it better not be Alex, because that just makes no sense. Like, you just came in the season, like, a couple episodes ago. Like, calm down. That would be weird. Uh, yeah. Let's, let's get into the bulk case with, with Malik. And we learned something that none of us caught on, which was that he never wanted to submit the newspaper. He had something else he wanted to submit, and then he, like, did an extra-level social engineering right. bluff to let everyone kind of show his, like, show their hand. And I really enjoyed how that goes. hmm also, the uh, the the Donna Lewis, the like we kind of talked about Lipschitz a lot, but the Donna Lewis specifically as it pertained to the mock trial, I really enjoyed that too because I think it was a foregone conclusion to all of us last week that we were like, so it's gonna be a mock trial, it's gonna get real weird. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's gonna get real weird. Lewis Man, is gonna, yeah, Lewis is gonna push it really down. far. Like I really enjoyed that misdirective. Like, no, we don't have to do this. Yeah, but I think last week we talked about Lewis potentially challenging Donna's character in front of the entire firm. Her character was challenged, but it was on a grander scale. Yeah. It was in a courtroom. And that's and why now she she's COO before yeah. she was just Harvey's assistant. Yeah. And that's she, a whole bigger... Also, also, and, yeah, Malik swept the floor with her. Also, when it comes to prep, if somebody asks you, so what makes... Are you qualified for your current position? Yes. Yeah. Don't tell them it. <laughs> don't tell them anything else. How do you... She was already well, yeah, I mean, insecure about her position and questioning if she should actually be COO. Like, maybe not to us. 
like not to everyone else, but us as the audience saw her questioning and challenging, especially with Rachel. And I feel like that Malik guy, like deep down inside, really wanted to dig into her because he's like, the bosses loved her, Donna wanted to be with them. I feel like there's a part of him that like just, he's just such a hateful little and bastard. To, to analyze this character, like I feel, to feel like, to analyze the Andrew Malik character, I feel like there's something inside of him there's something inside of him, like, deep-rooted where he feels a certain inadequacy that he feels someone like Donna would never stay with him that long, let alone follow him to another firm or do any of that. I mean, that he's, he at least accepts who he is that, and, like, probably doesn't like it all that much. I don't know. I, that's, that's my pop analysis. Yeah, that's of your Dr. Lipschitz. Yeah, like, that's my Dr. Lipschitz <laughs> on Andrew Malik. Fair enough. Well, yeah, I mean, he's got his own issues. But I, I do think, I mean... Props to a good uh, interrogation. Like he definitely got to the core of, of all those things. He and he built a great kind of misdirect case to. I mean, it takes a lot to fool both <laughs> Harvey and Mike, mm -hmm. and to do that and litigate like well, it, it's it's cool. We haven't had a really good adversary in the courtroom in a while. Like they've been dealing with all of these like logistical problems. So to see them kind of come like back to that back mm -hmm. to law is kind of cool obviously it sucked that it was at donna's expense and also but when all of this start with when everything we were dealing with today started on, on episode 101 we were really talking about like wow these are some pretty high stakes for something right. that has to come to an end very very mm -hmm. quickly so that it's very i'm enjoying this show at its at its height at its yeah. best where they can compact a lot of stakes and fun character work right. into not that many episodes. Totally. Like, they were very efficient this whole season mm -hmm. that they dealt with a lot and then paid a lot of it off on the 100th episode and then gave us something for this end. Yeah. That they paid off everything that they started on episode 101. Yeah, minus totally. the, even Even kind of the Darby stuff. Uh, we have time for some brief predictions before we head on out of here. Man. It's a summer finale, so we... Summer finale. Oh, summer finale, so they oh, have it. Okay, well, yeah, my, my first prediction, it, it's got to be about uh, the nature of the firm, because we saw Jessica, and she's obviously got her own spinoff thing, which props to you, Jessica, you do you. Um, I think that they're, I'm trying to think of how they're going to spin it. Like, what are they going to do, and how much money they're going to buy her out? It's going to be a lot. Maybe like, uh, this show doesn't like to bog itself down on those. Yeah, numbers, no, I mean, though, so no, I, like, I, I, I think it's fun to think about. They're obviously not going like, to. Yeah. there's no need to go into that minutia. Sometime, but, next, sometime next episode, it'll just, yeah, just no, be I, changing the name yeah, of the wall. It's just more like, I mean, I enjoy the show, so like thinking about that is is just a fun thing for me. Um, but I think they're gonna spin it as more just like Har like classic Harvey like wants to do his own <laughs> thing and. And maybe, I don't think they'll go as far as, hey, we're looking at other partner names and, you know, there's only so much room. <laughs> we can only put so many letters on the wall. Uh, I think Harvey will take it upon himself to be like, I want him to make my own thing. And, and now Spectre's first. Yeah. And so that makes sense. I think the fact that Jessica is going to be disgraced in New York State is going to be something to give us a launching point for, for the, the Chicago, Chicago show, version, yeah. where that that can be some level of, I've seen enough Arrow that every every show needs to start at least in my mind is like I used to be this, and right. now I'm this. Whereas Jessica Pearson's character deal would be, I used to be 
a high-powered attorney, and then I took a chance on a guy, and then it happened, and then I was disgraced in New York, so I went to Chicago where no one would care. Right. But, I mean, that's what's interesting is, like, her kind of rising from these ashes and, like, trying to figure out in a different city, like, which you can do. It's not easy, but, like, I think that's, that's way more compelling to watch than, hey, I just moved here from New York, kicked ass over there, I'm going to do to you now. Like, also who quick, wants to work for me? Also, quick note, not on the predictions thing. Alex, what he did to Gould, recording him, I Googled it. Uh, New York is not a two-party consent law, so that's completely legal and admissible. Very nice. Something nice. I just... Man. My lawyer brain, living in California, I was like, you can't do... Yeah, New York can do that. I right. feel like the lawyer falling for that was just stupid. Like, yeah. I feel like in... Yeah. Like, right. that scene for sure, I was like, come on, you're a partner, like a name partner in a firm. Your other partner just resigned from a stronghold. Mm -hmm. You would think twice about saying something... That would get yourself in the deep shit. Eh, yeah. I guess he felt like he was getting a legitimate grovel. Do we have any other predictions at large? I feel like mine they left a lot of, settled. Mine is kind of grander, I think, or something I would like to see is Mike kind of go off on his own, still under the Spectre-lit umbrella, but, like, do something more on the pro bono side. That's, mm -hmm. that's something that has stuck with me since the end of last season when he came back and he wanted to do the pro bono stuff. Yeah. I just think his, his, his passion is on that side of of the law. Even if that means that there be your seaside storylines. I yeah. would really like I would really like to see him having like a case a week instead of like the Reform Corp case that looked like it would be a case of the week and mm -hmm. then became yeah. eight episodes where Man. I think it would be nice for Mike to just have pro bono cases that are that beginning and begin and end in one episode. Yeah. I yeah. think um I think Harvey's for sure gonna end up telling Paula what happened just because Harvey has that history with his mom you know, being a cheater. Right. So because of his own guilt, he's going to tell her, but it's going to be after Paula kind of senses that Harvey's being different, which he's been different altogether, but he's going to be extra different. Um, and then when he tells her, she's going to likely give some kind of an ultimatum for like him to decide, which is going to push him to then think about his feelings for her. I don't think we're going to see a quick progression. But one thing I do notice is that they, I did notice is that they closed a lot of open ends off, like the Jessica Pearson thing. Mm. Like, we didn't know if they were going to close it off. They did. I feel like they closed off a lot of ends. The Alex Williams thing. Finally, like, the the two, um, the firm that was trying to come after them is gone. But what I do think they're going to kind of, like, break into is why Rachel and Ross have not gotten married. Ross. Yeah. Mike Please. Ross. Yeah. Rachel and Ross. Yes, Rachel that's Ross. what they're doing yeah. that intentionally. Because <laughs> um, I feel like they keep foreshadowing it. Like, the dad brought it up, like, oh, mm -hmm. so I'm so glad you guys didn't get married. They said they were going to have a date, and we still don't have a date. I love how we said yeah. Rachel and Ross. Rachel and Ross. That's, totally, yeah. I think that's that's a joke they've been planning from the pilot. <laughs> I think <laughs> yeah, we're just learning just now we're trying to call, yeah. that we're trying to call her Rachel Ross. And we're like, oh, God, that's... She'll well, Rachel, yeah, no, it's your, your, your ultimate prediction, though. The the Valentine's Day wedding is mm -hmm. still open. That seems unlikely. I don't think no. they're going to get married. I think they're going to realize really? either that they should just Man. stay engaged or just stay together but not get married. I think we're just going to have to keep watching yeah. to find so, out. So I think, I, think giving us, I think you're giving us the go-home cue, so we have to tell people <laughs> where we are. Totally. on social media starting to my far left again thanks so much guys for watching please keep the conversation going with me i feel like this went so fast and i want to keep talking about the episode so chat with me on twitter at miss airy baby and my name is lena nori you can find me all over the internet at lena nori and i'm excited for winter <laughs> 
to come. Winter's coming. I know, yeah. And not, not because of Game of Thrones, but because Not of fast the new enough season. for either of the shows. <laughs> God. Uh, but thanks for watching all season long, guys. We really enjoyed all of your comments and and uh, for sticking with us, your views. Team you guys, Darby. Yeah, totally. Uh, keep up with me at Hey John Blake. And as always, you can, you can find me on Twitter at Steve Kaufman. That is K-A-U-F-M-A-N-N. I'm also doing a vlog called The Sober Year. It's where I'm not drinking for a whole year, and I vlog about it weekly. That's thesoberyear.com. You can see all about that. Thank you, and good night. Till next. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.